Okay, Steve, um, you brought the Lego with you then. Yep. Do you, do you think we've got enough bits there? Have you got enough legs? Uh, yeah, there's quite a few torsos. And few, we've got enough heads, do you think? Yeah. We only need two, really. So two, two heads, yeah. Two do you heads. really think you're going to be able to make, out of that lot of Lego, a replacement for Cumberly and Karen? I can give it a go. I mean, we've got the body of a doctor, we've got some Marty McFly, Wonder Woman, Ray. So there might be a mishmash of like TV and film characters. Sounds even better than when they're here. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for that. Yay! Yeah. Um, got the head of Stitch. Um, yeah. Can I suggest that she be soft? Because I like cuddling, Kevin. Lego isn't nice. No, she's a blockhead now. Ooh! Welcome to Staggering Stories podcast number 310. Hello. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. I'm Stephen. And I'm just Keith. Yeah. You're never just Keith to us. (laughs) Thank you. And I think since the last podcast, I'm still trying to find my identity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you may have detected, we are crumbly-less who is... Is he throwing up somewhere or something He's like trying that? to die. Oh, right, OK. And Karen, who's working far she, too she, blooming hard. Yes, yes, she's working far too hard, my beloved wife. I don't know. It's just, it's just not good enough. Just not good enough. <laughs> anyway, so we shall go on with no further ado oh, with okay. El Presidente with the news. Doctor Who, Breakfast Ooh. at Whitaker's. Sounds good to if me. If you're over the age of 18 and oh, want yeah. to spend some quality time with Jodie Whittaker, yeah. with Breakfast 2, oh. the comic release has a draw for you. Oh. Not only will Whittaker, the 13th Doctor, satisfy mm-hmm. your hunger, mm. but she will also give you a personal tour of the Doctor Who set in Cardiff. Okay. Well, Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> she was also happy for you to bring along a friend if you are so inclined. Okay. <laughs> if you want to share your time with Jodie. Assuming you are lucky enough to win the prize draw, Mandip mm-hmm. Gill, who plays Yasmin, will also be there. Okay. <laughs> Can Maybe? I detect May your writing this? in this? <laughs> well, me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, is, that is tempting. I, I have bought well, a couple of tickets for <laughs> is it, is it about ten quid or something. Yeah, ten pound each for tickets. That's yeah. actually that is that's reasonable. Ten pound. That's not not too. Yeah, chance of winning it over a I know the chances of. But the money goes to charity. It's ten pounds. I'm just saying, ten pounds a ticket is reasonable. Yeah, that's not terrible. Because you've never thing. seen the set Cardiff, have you? You've not the never, new one. Have, no, we haven't seen the new one. It's one of those things where you donate so much money, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I understand. Obviously, that's a way of like the charities getting loads of money to help them for good causes and stuff. But then. It it does kind of suck when some of us who don't have that much money miss out on these opportunities. Mm, yeah. 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 I'm not saying that in a nasty way in any way. Yeah. It's just, no. don't you kind of feel sometimes that there are other opportunities that yeah. See, the more nice you bid, the more chance of winning. Yeah. So. so the people that have loads of money will get these chances straight away. On, on radio too, sometimes, not so much with um, this one. Is it either Comic Relief or Red This is Comic Relief. Yeah. It's Comic Relief, so it might be the uh, children in need. Yes, children in need. They have all the prizes and money can't buy that go up for stupid money. Mm-hmm. But then um, they'll have something that's a really big prize and it's a text entry and it's like two quid. Yeah. And then they draw it from that. But yeah, there is, it really is sometimes you sit going, mm, don't have the money. Now, with this one, I believe there is a way you can enter for free. Right, okay. You have to post an entry in where they just chuck them in the bin. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Night flyers. Oh, yeah. Cancelled. No. I, I would be upset if I knew what the heck night flyers were. <laughs> George Martin, the man with the most boring name in the world, has had his Siffy series taken out of the barn and blown away. Mm. George. Ah! Oh, oh, 
Martin's Night Flies was based on a novel or novella mm. he wrote in 1980, which spawned a small budget version in 1987. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, film version, yes. I didn't know that. That bombed at the box office. Yep. And now one season of the Siffy series that has seemingly fared little better. Mm. Despite having Martin's now famous for not finishing off his book series, <laughs> A Song of Ice and Fire, a.k.a. Game of Thrones, on board as a big name, producer and Netflix paying for international rights, the ratings have not been enough to save it. Mm. Presumably, Siffy has approached Netflix to pick up more of the bill as they did with Star Trek colon Discovery, mm -hmm. but that clearly didn't pan out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyone it's, have any ideas what Night Flying yeah, is? Yeah, I've seen the first few. It's on Discovery. Not I uh, keep saying Discovery. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I believe it is a first contact mission. They're travelling out to try to find the aliens who they've picked up a signal for. Yeah, they've come into the solar system. You know, they've come into the solar system, hoping that they will fix all of Earth problems. Mm. I've only gotten the ep first episode down so I'm far, I think. Four, five in, maybe. And, and they've also got a a telepath, telepath on, board, board, yeah. on board who seems to be a complete psychopath. <laughs> is Certainly it, from the first episode. Is anyway. it a case of it's a slow burner and yeah. they're just not giving it time? I or is it a case of we've seen this all before? I don't think seen it before. It's definitely a slow burn. Yes. Based on a novella, which by definition isn't going to be that long. No. Nah. Plus they're planning to do it over multiple seasons, so stretch it out further. Yeah. So it does have a bit of stretch to it. A little and bit of padding. quite a grim series. Oh yeah, yeah. None the, of the characters are likeable. The first episode episode I saw is with a flashback or flash forward to what is actually going on and you've got a murderer yeah. running around offing everyone yeah yeah, yeah. so you know it's not going to end well no no he's Australian <laughs> so they do that <laughs> not really <laughs> to any Just... Australians who may be listening of course which we know there may be one apologise <laughs> sorry Kylie <laughs> Gremlins dead another Hello. streaming service <laughs> the brothers Walners and perhaps their sister Dot are wanting in on the stream service bandwagon mm. with the intention of mimicking CBS and Disney's attempt to take on Netflix and Amazon at their own game mm. that being so do you like your furry little mogwai lightly animated if you do when Warner Brothers upcoming streaming service may have a cartoon just for you Gremlins the animated series <laughs> may not be called that Variety has the inside scoop claiming the potential series is said to be a period piece that would follow Mr. Wing, the Chinese grandfather played in the films by Kai Luke, as a young man as he goes on adventures with his friendly Mugwai Gizmo. Mugwai! Mm. That would be quite a fun <laughs> series, actually. Maybe. Assuming this comes to pass, no doubt, alongside the slew of DC Comics-based series, animated and live action, will it be enough to persuade people to take on yet another monthly subscription for streaming TV? Mm. This is the question. Question. Yeah. Will it be good? That's yeah. the question. Well, this is Gremlins. Yeah. This is a classic. Well, now yeah, you've now got you've got that new one that was it the, the BBC and ITV are talking about BritBox as yeah. well. They, yeah. they will they, come there will there is there that's there in America. So right it's now. Netflix, Amazon, yeah. BritBox. Yeah, there Disney comes a Plus. point where you sit there thinking, actually, I, you don't want to pay five ninety nine, six quid for like these six or seven. Yeah, you have movies. to pick and choose. Yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, obviously CBS is going all out with Star Trek. All they have. Multiple Star Treks. Yeah. I guess the trick would be not to have a subscription to all of them at the same time and to like pick and choose. So like have a month or two where you have a subscription to Netflix yeah. and get stuff and watch yeah. stuff on there. And then after you watch some stuff on there, yeah, yeah. then go somewhere I'm else rolling. and watch, yeah, roll yeah. it around yeah. like that. Yeah. A, it's, if long as they all do the monthly thing, but for a lot of people, that would be too much faff and bother with cancelling and setting up and cancelling and well, setting up and that kind of it? stuff. And that's what they hope. What, what they might find is that people will just sit there and go, right, that has more of the genre of the film yeah. or the TV I want to watch than yeah. that other one. We might see a slurry of these or a slew yeah. of them. Mm. And then I think we will see quite a few fall by the way. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Mm. I find it hard to be Warner Brothers to do that well. They've got some good properties, but lots of them are quite old. DC, obviously, but eh. I mean, like with the BBC ITV one, a lot will depend on what they decide to put onto it. Yeah. If it's mm. just running and running and running, things like 
Only Fools and Horses and that, the stuff that a lot of people might have on DVD, then it's not going to go very far. But if it becomes more of running old episodes of Doctor Who, Omega Factor, old panorama stuff that aren't available on DVD or less mm. on streaming places that people remember and want to see again, then well, it might stand a chance. People in America won't tend to remember that stuff because that hasn't been on in America, like no. Panorama. And, I don't know. I think Disney would do quite well because they've got Marvel and they, Star Wars. They've got a yeah. few current upfront properties. Yeah. We shall see. It's going to be an interesting few years, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, Are there any addendums? I have a couple of addendums. Oh, really? Okay. Lay your addendums on me. Right. First shock addendum. Shock. Luke Perry. Dead. Mm. Dead. Dead. Yes. Dead, I'm afraid. Only 52. Yes. Um, Mind you, a lot of people die that's sort of age. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he what is it, within the last... Here we um, He had a massive stroke last week. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. 52? At mm. 52, and apparently... Um, not in a good way, I assume. Not, not in a good way, no. And had passed away in hospital. Wow. He's best known for um, other soaps, sort of 91, Beverly yeah. Hills nine oh two one up. I haven't seen it, but I know the number. But recently, he's been a regular in Riverdale on, see, okay. on Netflix, which is a semi-genre. Yeah. It's not one of those I meant to check out at some point. Yeah. Gary was saying he's really good, wasn't he? He was. He was indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, for a shame. We just see him on stage a good few years back. Yes. He was with Alison Hannigan doing uh, When Harry Met Sally on yeah, stage the, in the London. Yeah, the stage oh, version, yeah. yes. Yeah. That was your birthday treat. It was, me, right? yeah, yes. for my 30th, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So that was talking nearly 15 years we, ago. No, we don't go there. We don't go there. Not well, without that was mine just a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sadly, very, very, very old. Alison Hannigan's only a couple months older than me, I think. Yeah. So she's she's now co-hosting the Penn and Teller show, isn't she? Is she? Yeah, I've seen yeah. a couple of clips. Yeah, she co-hosts that as like the guest presenter or something most of the time. I don't know why. <laughs> and after the um, various failed starts with the Dark Universe and the Mummy. Oh God, yeah. We had uh, <laughs> a terrible Photoshop. Yeah. A couple, a couple of months back, quite a few months back, we had a supposed cast shot of the various films and of the whole uh, ensemble cast for the DC Dark Universe. D- DC, uh, not DC, the um, Universal Dark Universe. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, didn't that come out around the time of the the Mummy? It was all yes. photoshopped. Yeah, it was well at we the time. At, all. at the time, we had Johnny Depp being toted for the role of the Invisible Man. Yeah, that has due to certain circumstances... <laughs> His star is uh, fading somewhat. Yeah, has been discreetly dropped, and they're now toting Elizabeth Moss as the Invisible Man. Okay, I'm not sure man fits in what <laughs> Well, they... the Invisible Person? Yeah, okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because she's obviously very big at the moment. Yes, yeah. Well, with, um, what's that name, that series? Oh, God, you don't ask me questions. Yeah, I know. Uh, Handmaiden's yeah, yes. Tale. Yeah, 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 the Handmaiden's Tale. Um, but it does seem that they're still sort of trying to push ahead with this dark universe. I thought Ma- they'd given up on it entirely. Maybe yeah. not tying it together as strongly. Yeah. But the films, I think, are still, tr- the property is still trying to be revived. Right. Yeah. As in Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man. I can't see it working, but you know, you never know, you never know. Oh. I think we're reaching saturation point. I really do with a lot of these. Yeah. Well, to my mind, nobody's really got it off properly except for Marvel. Yeah. Maybe DC on the TV, as yeah. with Arrow, Flash, uh, Supergirl, and yeah. uh, Legends, but they haven't managed to transfer that success to the films. No. And one, they're getting Wonder there, Woman won. Yeah, yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman did well. Uh, uh, Aquaman, Aquaman did good. really well. Yeah. yeah. That's my. That's how I've always viewed them as well. Is very much that like if people say to me, "Oh, who's your favorite?" Marvel or DC I'm like I like them both mm. but Marvel have always like been better in their movies and yeah. DC have been better with the TV series yeah. but mm. then they both have those exceptions so obviously with um, like you say Aquaman and Wonder Woman being good movie exceptions yeah. for DC and yeah. then you go with um, the Netflix TV series for yes. Marvel they're yeah. actually really Agent good Carter, sadly really like cancelled yeah. yeah and yeah. Agent Carter as well so yeah. they both have managed in certain areas on the other side but yeah, yeah it's very much a mishmash yeah and uh, digressing slowly or slightly I caught the trailer for the latest trailer for Shazam which is a DC which looks 
brilliant. Looks very, yeah. very funny. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, well, she'll wait and see. I have an addendum. Oh, really? My well. God, what's your addendum? Okay. Never mind. Phantom Publishing mm-hmm. have released the much anticipated autobiography from John Levine. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Best known for playing Sergeant Benton. Yes. It's called Run the Shadows, Walk the Sun. It, I wonder how true any of that will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, it covers from his time as a Yorkshire lad right the way up, I think, to pretty much current time. It could be interesting. Secondhand car salesman all that time. Yeah. <laughs> the autobiography was written by Michael Seeley. It's printed well, in half. It's not an autobiography. It's written by somebody else. So many of them are. <laughs> it's printed in hardback price 19.99 and available exclusively from Phantom Publishing until its trade release in April. So you can always go to the Phantom Publishing site, which the link will be published in the show notes Indeed. at the end. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, know I, prefer, yeah, it's, it's... I, I prefer Sergeant Benton yeah. T8s. I always, yes. I had the hots for Benton. Yes, I know. I did not have the hots V8s. I'm, I'm sure not like you sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm not sure about the autobiography. I've used car salesman and bingo club caller. I mean, there's there's probably a lot more going on. So if you're not sure about it, but are you going to read it? Uh, probably not. Well, wait until the library and go to the library. On the plus side, if you buy a copy of the book, you won't be put into a prize draw to win a breakfast with them. <laughs> we also have another another um, passing. Oh, another the, death. The writer Graham Curry oh, has died at the age of 61. This was... On the 25th of Feb, okay. I think it was. What did he write? Was that um, he wrote, Sylvester McCoy? Or yeah, it? Sylvester McCoy is the Happiness Patrol. Happiness Patrol, right, yeah. Um, based upon Margaret Thatcher and etc, yeah, yeah. etc. Et so, another one from, from that era. One might suggest. Yeah, it's a problem when the programme goes on too, so long. Everyone yeah. keeps dying. Yeah. Stop dying. I know. Could be tenant next. He's nearly 52, isn't he? No. <laughs> I think that's the end of the news. Please so. Hello, dear listener. Just the one. If you remember last time, after a um, drunken, debarked party, the suggestion was to update the classic Doctor Who series, recast and place in modern context with the modern cast. We had Adam's mic drop moment of Attack of the Cybermen last time. This time, we have a much more gentler, sane version (laughs) from Gene of the Riddlers. What were you going to do, Gene? I was given given an unearthly child. An unearthly child. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the modern era, an unearthly child. Well, I've got to look up the cast. <laughs> the cast of Nancy Charles? No, so the cast of the 11th oh. Doctor. I've forgotten their muddy doctor. names. 13th Doctor. <laughs> Called Graham. It's always Yaz, I forget. <laughs> the writers do too, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I can tell how bloody organised I am. Okay, Karen set me the challenge of reworking an unearthly child. She's not here to beat up either. <laughs> no. Oh, I hate Karen sometimes. I hate that duck. So, I'm working on the premise that the Doctor and the characters haven't met at this point. Okay. As if it was now, we would have the Doctor had decided to leave Gallifrey on the basis to observe the human race because she believed there's a link between humans and the Time Lords and there's little hints of that through the whole thing. Okay. So to observe the human race, she takes a job as a counsellor at Coal Hill School <laughs> where she ends up counselling Ryan, whose mother was killed in a hit and... Sorry, whose grandmother was killed in a hit and run accident. Oh, okay. So, on the way back from the funeral, you've got Ryan and Graham walking along and they see the Doctor furtively in and out of the shadows. Bit of atmospheric music. Peeping Tom or... Yep. Goes into an old totter's yard. Oh, yeah. And Ryan goes to Graham, that's my (laughs) counsellor. Let's beat her up. (laughs) Let's beat her up. So... 
this is London. This is London, yeah. So they're going along and they hear a crash coming from inside the totter's yard. So they think something. So they rush in and they go, you all right there, miss? You all right there, miss? Can't see Miss Doctor. Miss Doctor. And they see the TARDIS and can't see her anywhere. And Ryan gets a bit anxious and nervous and goes outside and there's a CPO walking along. Yes. Okay. So she recognises him from school, asks what's going on. He says, yeah, my teacher's gone in there and I can't hear anything. And We heard a crash and, you know, so they're rattling around and they hear some more crashes and Graham rec- recognises it comes from the old police box. Okay. He, see, he remembers them, you see, he remembers them. <laughs> okay. so it's he, modern um, day, by It's just... modern day. Okay. He's old enough to remember them. I remember them. Really? Yes. yes. Wow, yeah. Okay. So anyway, they, they, they think that, that she's sort of like, you know, rooting around in the old box and something's fallen on top of her. What have you? Did they heck, did they heckle you while you were doing yours? <laughs> so they open the TARDIS door, rush in, and of course it's the TARDIS. So lots of not quite bad language because it's still for children, but a few few grown up expletives that the BBC can get away with. So the Strike doctor, me pink. That's the kind of thing. So the doctor explains to them that she's an alien and this is TARDIS, and she goes on adventures and all the rest of it. And uh, now they've seen this, but it, she thinks everything will be right because she gets them to promise to say that they won't say anything to anyone and she trusts them and likes them and she wouldn't take them away without their consent. So she <laughs> asked them all if they would like to join her in the TARDIS because she wouldn't want to do anything without their consent or against their will <laughs> because that wouldn't be right and would they be missed? And Graham said yes, that would be fine. And Ryan said yes and then they went off because no one really heard what Yas says because the writer never writes. <laughs> anything loud enough for her. And that was the end of an unearthly child. <laughs> okay. But we're sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got to have consent these days yeah. and, yeah, and, and yeah. we can't Not go stealing people kidnapping. just to shut the kidnapping them, just to, you know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. Your turn. It's it's quite short and sweet, so Okay, f- was it Horns and Nymon? No, it wasn't Horns and Nymon. <laughs> it will never be Horns and Nymon. Is it Horns and Nimon? Lord oh. <laughs> I've had to watch that three times now. Three smegging times. We've got to come up for a reason why he's got to watch it a full. I have been given the classic mm-hmm. Pyramids of Mars. Okay. okay. I honestly don't see how I can really improve or change on it so much because, to me, Pyramids of Mars was the perfect Baker story, certainly. Okay. It was up there, but, definitely. But I have attempted to do so. Okay. Yes, it, it is set with the modern cast. Yep. So you have the TARDIS travelling in deep space. Mm-hmm. and space and time when it is suddenly rocked by this explosion as this force throws itself into the ship Ooh. it drags the ship off and sort of lands it in england mm-hmm. 1911 in, oh, okay. in this this old mansion house mm-hmm. so they come out trying to find what's going on with the, this scanner and this tracker to, to try to detect it and they bump into the nimon the no, the, the servant no <laughs> the, the servant i believe his name was Nimon. Oh, really? Okay, got it. Anyway, he immediately reacts to them because they're in the Egyptian room and no one's allowed in there. Oh, So yeah. they have to run away and escape as he chases after them with a gun. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. They get to the hunting lodge oh, yeah. where the sister of Marcus Scarman, Lorraine Scarman, lives. Right, okay. <laughs> so it'd be trying to yeah, yeah. swap the cast yeah, up. Yeah. So um, we have Lorraine Scarman there who, who is an amateur scientist and she has all the um, bits and bobs and we all have gubbins. the gubbins and that's where we <laughs> we define the beware sutic thing which uh, the doctor translates okay, as, yes. you know to and then he recognizes and knows the names of it. Uh, sorry she recognizes and knows <laughs> the name. I keep doing that I do apologize uh, she recognizes and knows the name as as the last of the Osirens, the typhonian oh, yeah. beast the mad god oh. And obviously he's Beast. trying. Obviously she's trying to resurrect mm. Graham and Lorraine. Take a quick shine to each other because oh. they're of they're of an age. And Graham is now of of uh, lonely without. Grace. He's got over the frog after the he, frog. He's got yeah. after the frog. Yeah, yeah he's decided he's, as, it's, as he's he's going to live on his life, and yeah. he's still travelling around with the doctor to try to see as much as he can. But yeah, they they click. They hit it off. They're they're mm. quite happy. So um, Graham stays there to help uh, Lorraine while um, the doctor 
tries to text the force field around the grounds. Okay. The force field that's been set up mm-hmm. by the mummies. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. Yes. Shouldn't they be daddies if you're swapping the gen- well, no, genders? No, 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 no. So, um, <laughs> She's got deadly boobs, probably. Yeah, they, they tr- he's trying to scan there and, and also the, the bits where they're building the rocket. Mm-hmm. They oh, find, yeah. you know, the, the, the pyramid rocket using pyramid power to go up and blow up the pyramid, the pyramid on Mars. Mm. At this point, Lorraine suggests that they to use that they use the gelignite from the hunter's oh, lodge. Okay. Yep. Always keep explosives in your, always, in your yeah, cabin. Always, yeah, always keeps the explosives in there. So um, the doctor and Ryan go off to find out where this hunter's lodge is and deactivate the force field and go out to the hunter's lodge. We're leaving <laughs> Graham and Lorraine behind. Okay. To again, as I said, clear up and get slightly romantic and happiness. Okay, yeah, too yes, much information. Yeah. Um, the doctor finds the shed, goes in there, grabs the box of. Uh, a uh, gelignite and throws it to Ryan. Oh, it, yeah. is, it is sweaty gelignite, so it's yeah. slightly. Uh, Ryan, unfortunately, with his dyspraxia, yeah, yeah. tries to crash it and, and it fumbles That's and hits fingers. the floor and yeah. explodes. Oh dear. Killing both Ryan and the doctor into very, very small little bits. Oh dear. Uh, Graham. Should be a better. Graham stays behind with uh, Lorraine and decides to make a life of happiness and love together. Oh, and. and um, um, Yes. Yaz. 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 Oh, yeah. Yaz was actually taken over by Sutek right at the beginning, but nobody no, no, no. noticed, so she's, uh, she's impermanently imprisoned on the throne. So, so she went she, she went up to the doctor and it was a case of, are you my mummy? <laughs> well, the, well, the doctor is slowly like a, a starfish or the Iron Giant is slowly coming back together. Yeah, yeah. All the separate bits. So <laughs> in a couple of years' time, she'll be back. Uh, okay, okay. Well, that certainly changed the ending of it. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> Have any of our, our listeners come up with their variations on? I don't think so. No, probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yes, if you if you can think of a of a new twist on an old Doctor Who story and keep it short, sweet, and more entertaining than ours, you can always <laughs> send them to us at show at staggering stories dot net. These three people have been to see a movie. I didn't go see the movie because I've been working hard and I've been too daggered. She doesn't do Uh movies. I love movies. I just keep falling asleep in them at the moment. (laughs) So you should stop taking the pillows, the quilt and the hot chocolate. Is that what it is? (laughs) I knew I was doing something wrong. So apparently these three people have been to see a movie. Some kids movie, I think it was. (gasps) I think so. Yeah. The Lego Movie 2. The second part. The Revenge. What happens in this piece of Shakespearean <laughs> eloquence? Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. This guy's back. Yeah. Well, yeah. someone can see this. They can yeah. in the vlog, but yeah. the viewers. Emmett's in front of the mic. Yeah. <laughs> For the audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's set, was it five years? And after... it was filmed five years later, yeah. too. So, it's yeah. set five years after the uh, first movie, after the events of. Taco Tuesday. Oh, uh, was that? I forget. Okay. I have to admit, I did see Lego one and I really did yeah. enjoy no, it. I really will see this one we, at some point. Yeah, it's really good. We, we did see, because we didn't have Lego one, and number two, Construct, kept on asking to watch it. Mm-hmm. And we'd only got it, seen it on Netflix. So we went oh. out and got the first Lego movie and we watched that before Lego 2. Oh, really? I didn't. I have got it on Blu ray, but I didn't watch it first. I, no, I actually I watched the Lego movie 2 when it came out and then I went and saw it again a little while after that okay. and I'd actually managed to time it perfectly so at home I watched the Lego movie the yeah. first one and as that finished I then like literally went out on my bus <laughs> went to the cinema and watched the second one I was like okay. it was literally like uh, half that, an hour that, that later was I was watching the next movie that's a, that's, fresh taken yeah that's obsessive to a little bit too much extent well no I've, I don't really do that that often that was the first time I'd done it but it was just funny how like yeah. I was just like okay it's we're doing this out. podcast so I want to refresh my mind on the first Lego movie yep. as well and I thought well it is set five years after so why don't I just quickly do it because it will tie into the end of it yep. and literally yep. it had timed that well that I could watch the end of the first one before going out getting the bus to meet my friend and then seeing the second movie I was like yes yeah, okay. the, so what's the premise of the, Lego well, well, Movie the, the, 2 The Revenge The Sister <laughs> 
The first one finished with the invasion from the planet Duplo because her sister was allowed to come down and play with the Lego. Mm-hmm. So we had the Duplo bricks invading. Yeah. yeah. And hello. Yeah. We 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 are now living in the apocalypse. Everything has changed. Everything Ooh. is now a desert everywhere and and r- random buildings. And mm-hmm. basically, it's the ongoing attack of the Duplo bricks. But things aren't quite as we see them or as we assume at the beginning. Yeah. And they're now removed from Bricksburg. They are in Apocalypseburg. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. a big Statue of Liberty. On its side. On its side. It's yep. quite cool. Model. And they've even yeah. released a set, obviously, as the wood of that, which is very impressive. <laughs> oh, so God, a, yes. a, a little Planet of the Apes homage. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Some Mad Max are thrown in there as well. Yeah, it's, definitely yeah, it's, it's a combination of Mad Max, Planet of the Apes and general Apocalypse films. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one, there was lots of movie characters that appeared in there as Lego characters. Is it similar for there this one? There are fewer in this one. There, there are fewer, but there are still multiple characters. There's, what can we say without spoiling? What, can we do cameos? Yeah, we, I think yeah. we can mention cameos. Yeah. Bruce Willis. That was yeah, the, so funny. This, this is Bruce the point Willis at which popular. we go, spoiler music, spoiler music. <laughs> 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 Uh, no yeah. Star Wars, I'm afraid. No Star Wars this oh, time. No. Uh, we've still got Superman and, and a couple of the, the Super DC friends. character's still there. Yeah. They yeah. did make a barbed reference to Marvel not being there. Yeah. <laughs> and they made a little funny reference to Batman, like not being with the DC Justice League. Because oh, yeah. it was off on his own adventure with another movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put it. It's overall, it's more of a coming of age film for the sun, I think. Maybe. We have the sort of dichotomy of what is actually in going on in the imagination with the Lego bricks and what the actual Lego bricks are doing in the real world. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> do know, see quite a bit more of the live action interpreted with the animation, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was obviously the first film. It's like the whole film was animation up until like the last five, ten minutes yeah, when it was a live action all, film, yeah. which then switched back and forth between the animation yeah. for like the Emmett and... Oh, business, present business, 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 Lord business, business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his dad, who did not appear at all. Yeah, we had no, of his the voice. Dad. We he, did have the voice. His voice was there. Yeah, because but he's he, in the credits. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, he didn't appear. I don't know. Yeah, why. It, it concentrates more of the mum. Yeah, and yeah so he's been officially written out off-screen voice. Off, <laughs> yeah, and what I, I did find spectacular uh, or true to life is the Lego bricks on the carpet. Yeah, I was going to say that. She treads on the bricks. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've trodden on many a Lego brick. <laughs> Yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah. And yep. then we're going to yeah. <laughs> It is very painful. Yeah. It's very good. Like, obviously, they had more tunes and new music and that as well, and homages to the classic <sighs> films. Uh, but the, the songs are going stuck, stuck, stuck in your head. Yeah. For a Lego movie, and a movie that's aimed primarily at kids, obviously, there were bits in there for adults as well. But I just yeah. liked the fact that I didn't see this coming, but they actually managed to get like one or two plot twists in there. Oh, and yeah. they diverted you, like, from a song of a particular character, Queen, whenever you want to be, or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, saying that she's not evil. Evil. Really, she wasn't whereas you thought yeah. she would be because of the song and dance yeah the, the way the song is put over i am not really evil yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you think oh, maybe she is but yeah. she's not and there was another character in the film who then turned out to be obviously yeah who, too much of a spoiler so. who, who we assumed was a good guy but wasn't yeah mm. really really not wasn't. a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. yeah i don't know the entire feel of it to me felt more aimed at children than the first film which i thought was more aimed at a broader audience more of pixar You've got more stuff for adults. Possibly, possibly. I but thought there's less of it for adults in this film. But like I said, to, to me, it's more of a coming-of-age film. So Because yeah. the first one, I think, to a certain extent, was the dad realising that, yeah. you know, the, the, this isn't necessarily what you do or how you play. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, I don't want to give too much away, but it's the realisation of the son. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's him come to terms with his sister and playing nice with, with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, when um, he's grown up. Yeah. yeah. They didn't seem to be as much advertising with this one and there no, doesn't seem... done quite poorly at the box yeah, office. And it, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say that, because I remember That's the first one, there was quite a bit more advertising at the cinema and generally around yeah. and there was a bit of a buzz with it, which was yeah. obviously mm. generated yeah. advertised, and generated. Deserved. But this yeah. one, first one, unless we were doing the review and say I've been trying to get to it but just failed miserably it wouldn't have necessarily been up on my radar that it had been out anyway. Okay, there's been a few bits. Isn't there some sofa companies using yeah, them? They, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, uh, DHS 
plug plug yeah. sofas i think yeah. uh, advertising yeah. yeah didn't feel like people were that hyped about it this time i don't think it was as good as the first no, one but, no, but definitely not for me i think that is merely because we are familiar with the premise with the, with the first one it was all new yeah. and different and yes it's a good story i enjoyed the story but there are facts that we're used to it we've seen it before yeah like the whole live action yeah. slash animation I, yeah, like, I see the I, first yeah. one we didn't know about that. i haven't yeah. seen it but a good film's a good film i'll give you expendables 2 incredibles incredibles 2 again that's how long was it in between there was a lot more advertising for, for a decade for, between and, those and, films yeah. and i thought that film was as good as the first yeah. one yeah i agree yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's I, pixar and pixar generally are very good at yeah. really also, honing the, the story also there was a large gap between i think it's about 14 years yeah, it was yeah between uh incredibles 1 and incredibles 2 yeah, well this five years which is probably too long even as it was but i think a lot of the interest has been killed off by the intervening lego films could be yeah because Batman was quite good Batman not as good as lego movie batman was good ninjago Ninja- i didn't even bother to watch and it N- got yeah, very N- bad reviews ninjago the premise didn't interest me the batman one did because it was batman that batman. was the hook to the batman one yeah it's very funny yeah batman yeah. was batman to, was the hook to drag me in but yeah. ninjago ninjago is just their own property is, yeah, yeah is their own yeah i've not, not even heard of ninjago like, yeah just one of their reasons like, so that was more a, a cash-in for them to go okay, yes let's make a movie because then we can make loads of sets of said movie and yes. release them and to be fair i did buy a few <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I did get fallen into that trap but they were good sets and the film was cool <laughs> So even though it's been five years since the first Lego movie, it's been only two, three years since the last... Oh, less than that. Ninjago was only last year, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. See, so you do get property failure, property tiredness. Fatigue, fatigue. yes. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Fatigue. If they start churning out too much of these. That being said, um, the Star Wars producer Kathleen Kennedy, they noticed that recently as well with like, there being a Star Wars movie like every year for the last few years. They've been sending them out too much. So they've said we're going to try and slow down a bit and give more time between the films to give them more quality in kind of thing. Yeah, some can manage it, some can't. I don't know why. Mm. Marvel do three films a year now. Yeah, yeah. Like this year we've got Captain Marvel... Endgame and I think Spider-Man at the end of the year isn't it Homecoming yeah yeah. if yeah. you count that it's not yeah, if yeah. kind of there's kind of not there might be something else before the end of the year as well. I'm not sure they haven't said much beyond yeah. Endgame I don't know and then you had Harry Potter which was every 18 months-ish and well with Harry Potter you had the books so you were actually following the series of books I think that yeah. had to be within quick succession of each well, other well they were ageing yeah, yeah. More <laughs> they, than their characters yeah, they were ageing <laughs> but also the characters etc ran I think in in terms of the Marvel, it's the diversity. They're all yeah. superhero well, action movies. That should be but true of Lego got, too. It, yeah, mm. I think there's more diversity with them because, I mean, the only similarity between Lego and Marvel is Lego is all Lego bricks, Marvel is all human beings. But, you know, you are kind of like th- different styles you can have with the... But you are stuck with certain styles with the Lego movies. Mm. So you can have a bit more diversity with the um, superheroes. I must admit, I... I did feel maybe unjustly maybe it was just me at the time on that day but the second film felt a bit hollow compared to the first Lego movie I have to disagree with that myself on the whole I I enjoyed it it was a nice little romp plus we went with construct number two oh really okay the Lego movies, I think the the fact that they've done them so well, yeah, like all movies, like there's going to be a good one and a bad yeah. one, or a one that's not so good, but yeah, yeah. everyone's going to have their own opinion. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you have your opinion, Adam is his, I have mine. We all like them in a way anyway, because yeah. we all, obviously, when we're going to see them, we're fans of the thing we go and see. So like, we're all fans of Lego. Obviously, we're talking about it. And the bricks. And I think what they've done with these Lego movies is managed to capture Lego or the magic of Lego yeah. in these movies. And they've done mm-hmm. that quite well. Like the magic of play and the messages they have in the movies yeah. about being accepted and being able to play with Lego and stuff. And I'm part of um, an Apple community, so like adult fans of Lego. And like, yeah. it is one of those things where n- not everyone realises, but although it's something aimed for children yeah it's primarily aimed for children we accept that but then adults have also kept a hold of it and they still play with it and build models yeah. with it and like there was that message at the end of the first lego movie saying about it's for everyone and people can adapt and change sets and make it their own and i think that's what's good about the lego movies is that they tell us their story but then we can still use our imagination and adapt it a bit more for ourselves and yeah. add more to it 
Mm. Yeah. Nicely said. Thank you. <laughs> and I'd just like to point out there was a police box in there. And a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. And Bill and Ted's phone box. What, what, what was that about? <laughs> I don't know. And the thing with the uh, Terminators. Yeah, and Bruce Willis in an airfield. <laughs> yeah. So worth seeing? I think so. Definitely yes. so, yeah. I will definitely see it again. Mm. Well, that might not be until it comes out on Blu-ray. I yeah. will watch it again. I, I think it, it will be got on Blu-ray. It yeah. will be got. It will be added to the collection. I think I'll skip this one on Blu-ray, but uh, yeah, it was quite fun for the time but eh, it hasn't got the catchy music the first one had oh i don't know the, the, the tune got... that gets stuck in your head it didn't get stuck in my head <laughs> <laughs> it did join the movie and then office i was like wait what was that tune again that <laughs> was stuck in my head i liked more of the song that was like uh near the end of the film obviously because the plot without spoiling yeah. it too much where like everything's not awesome and it kind of changed and <laughs> yes yeah. evolved i then downloaded the soundtrack and that's on my spotify and yeah i love that song <laughs> okay <laughs> is everything awesome with this one mm. yes <laughs> yeah on the whole, yes. Everything is awesome. Everything's not awesome. Everything's not cool. I am so depressed. Dear listeners, it comes to that part of the podcast where we read your words of wisdom that you have... S- s- what? 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 Why? Keith is waving his arm at me. What? I'm trying to intro it's, it's, the it's, feedback. It's not... It's not... It's not that. If you remember rightly, he is annoyed with us. Because last week... yes. What did you do last week? We didn't. We didn't. He's not speaking to us. He thinks we snubbed him. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't deliberate. It was was a pact. We we had to introduce new people. Sorry. (laughs) It was a part of my fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) So we have yet to say... Hello, Hello, head of of Pertwee. Times two for last time. Yes, yes, yes. And, And... various other bits and pieces. Gunhilda Nobnaka, Moomin, uh, Dangerous Churchill, Terence. Nazi Spock, oh, the Watakas, and Terence. Yep. And the dragon. Yes, yep. Terence the dragon. Terence. Terence. He's green. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, before I was... Uh, with humble apologies to your good self, Mr. Head of Pertwee, before I was rudely interrupted... Well, you know, he'll blow and the death rays will come out and he'll drag yeah, himself... Yeah, but he'll off. hit you, not me. <laughs> we, we've been reading your tomes. Well, we haven't actually been reading your tomes because none of you have been sending us tomes to read we but loved. we have got audio feedback yeah, yes lay it Ooh. on us el presidente <laughs> Ooh, we have one here from tim hello, hello tim. tim hello staggerers hello head of pertwee hello various members of the menagerie uh, <laughs> tim here from tim's take on hello tim uh, hello tim so many things to mention oh yeah uh just last night i was at a performance of dirk gently solicit detective agency adc theater in cambridge it's very good <laughs> this was an amateur production you wouldn't know it and i didn't know quite what to think of it before i showed up but it was it was very well done yeah uh, i've got the program in front of me here with a picture of dirk with a horse. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> with a horse. Everything becomes clear if you actually see the play. <laughs> Bit risque. And I'm going to give the name check to a few of the young amateur actors in this who were amazing. Tom Noonan played Dirk. Oh, he was very good. Described in the program as, after years of playing wacky characters, Tom, a second year studying HSPS at Corpus Christi, is pleased to finally have found a character with a personality similar to his own. <laughs> okay. He's a, he's a bit out there. Yeah. There's a, Essentially a competition going on of um, eccentricity between him and Eleanor Lind Booten, who's playing Reg Crontinus. Crontinus, yeah. Crontinus. Oh, Professor Crontinus, anyway. (laughs) She was very good, too. Eleanor's Reg is a a sight to see. Yeah. Uh, They meet first in a sort of flashback early on in the play in which she's wearing a sort of bald cap. Yeah. And then it's sort of the many head pieces because uh, (laughs) the bald cap is replaced at one point by a woolly hat after there's some magic trick done. And then in one of the many tea-making scenes, uh, Reg wanders out of the room and then comes back into the room, really matter-of-factly, but with a tea cosy on his head. <laughs> and nobody says anything about it. This It's just there. Yep, yep. It's it's very, it's very gently. funny. It's one of those things, how do you even put something like this on stage? Mm. And they had a revolve on the stage with three different sets on. Mm-hmm. And throughout the play, 
all three sets are used and at certain points people will wander from one set to another because there's a point at which Reg finds I don't want to spoil it too much but Reg finds something in his bathroom and to do this you go up a set of stairs at the back of the set Mm -hmm. and then down a set of stairs on one of the other sets Mm. and then at one point the set turns round to reveal whatever it is that's in his bathroom (laughs) this whole revolving set thing is pushed to its fullest extreme near the end of the play where there's a sort of nightmare sequence and they spin the whole of the revolve and there's something happening on all three of the sets simultaneously (laughs) anything else I could add Um, it's quite long the first half went on for over an hour and a half and then the second half was just over an hour but it is extremely funny. Mm-hmm. It's the funniest version of Dirk Gently I've ever seen, yeah. which is yeah. quite remarkable when you consider it's the least resourced version of Dirk Gently <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> but true. yeah, it's finishing soon. I saw was there. I'm being very careful with spoilers because I'm not sure when Adam will hear this feedback. It's okay, I've seen it. It's fine. So while we're talking <laughs> about things, Douglas Adams, uh, yes, it's time to go all a bit phasey and weird because <laughs> I'm going to talk about Hitchhiker's The Radio Series. Okay. Uh, cool. Because recently, it's just sort of 30 second recommendation, but I'm not quite sure I can pull it off in 30 seconds. Hang on. Uh, we never do. the BBC radio series of Hitchhikers on vinyl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, only the first three of them are out so far. Not sure when the fourth is coming out. Definitely all six of them will be released eventually. Sure. And they're they're just amazing. They have gone to town with artwork on these things. They all open up in full gatefold boxes. I hope so for the press edge. It's one episode per side of vinyl. And there's just amazing artwork throughout. And they're not cheap. No. 65 quid per box Ooh, but they're yeah. just wonderful things to collect so i'll lose the, I'll, I'll lose all this <laughs> i will go back to that that was 46 <laughs> the only other thing okay. to uh, mention in this feedback really is resolution the doc two episode oh, we yes. had on for new year which was about as near perfect a story as we've had so far in the chris chibnall era mm. i was watching it and going there's only one thing wrong with this it's just got this whole sort yes. of plot, subplot thing going on with oh, Aaron, with uh, Graham and the whole Graham and meeting Ryan's dad and all that. And it, it, yeah. it felt like it slowed it down. Yeah. And if you extracted that, uh, you would have 50 minute an action-packed 45-minute Doctor Who story better than any of them in season 11. Mm. And, uh, well, yeah, so the, the waiting game continues now because even the season uh, 18 box set has been delayed. It would have been with us soon, and now it's with us in March. Oh, it is March. Uh, it's so, only just um, as we're going. I'll turn all this weirdness back on again and say <laughs> bye for now. Bye-bye. 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 The wibbly wobbly way. <laughs> so there's, Thank you. there's not many reviews where someone says, at the tea-making scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It, yeah. Oh, I drove all the way out to Cambridge for that. Well worth, worth seeing. It's really cheap as well. It's only £14 for a... Yeah. That's the most expensive ticket, £14. Yeah, yeah, you okay. get £9 of the cheapest, I think. And uh, it's really good. Um, well, as you said, by the sound of it... it- might be from the professional drama class, but they're amateur. Yeah, I think none of the main ones are actually studying drama. Yeah, they're all doing sciencey type stuff. Being Cambridge. Yeah, mm. um, but you can imagine lots of them are in footlight stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, so, was yeah. going to say there's quite some famous amateurs that started at Cambridge. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah. I'm thinking of you know, John Cleese. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think some good go ons or something also started the uh. go on show. Or go- <laughs> See the yeah. goon show stuff? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And obviously comedy is right up the alley of, of Cambridge. Yeah. If anything, though, I would say nobody has quite got Dirk Gently like he is in the books, I don't think. Yeah. And this one yeah. included. But he was really good. If anything, you remind him more of Matt Smith's Doctor than okay. he did a Dirk Gently. I he think is there is an good. element of Dirk Gently in Matt Smith's Doctor well, to an extent. Dirk Gently is more of a, a traditional Bermacked PR. Yeah. Okay, he's got a lot of weirdness going on around him, but he's not... He's grounded. Yeah, he's not quite so quirky as this version of Dirk was. But nonetheless, he was really entertaining, so yeah. can't really complain. Well, that's, if you enjoyed yourself, oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. A car scene. They had Gordon Way, is it? The character who yeah. gets killed off in his car. Played by a woman, but nonetheless, in his car. Which was just a little uh, kid's 
electric car <laughs> buggy thing. Brilliant. Yeah. The way they did the horse was interesting. Yeah. The horse is just as a head and just the legs. Not quite that, but uh, also you had bits where Dirk would talk to the audience. They were revolving the set at the time and he'd be walking around the set yeah. as it revolving as if staying in position. Right, okay. Yeah, it's really clever. So a fourth wall break. Ryan Reynolds didn't pop up and break. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that had someone dance routine, which I don't remember from the book. Okay. Now, actually, from what I've seen of the various versions of Dirk Gently, that could probably fit in. Yeah, probably. It was under hypnosis. Anyway, yeah. it's finished. It's only a four or five day run. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like, interesting. One day I'd like to see that. If they ever put it back on again, it's probably unlikely. Worth going to see. Any more feedback? I think that was it for feedback, unfortunately. Oh. Alas and alack. I think that is it then. So Sorry. next time? Yes. Who knows? Maybe Captain Marvel, eh? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And the cat. I can never remember that. I'd sign out of this so, bloody thing. <laughs> Until next time, this is the end of the Staggering Stories podcast. Next time we shall just, have... Just this one, just this one. Just not this one. No, 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 just this thing. No, no, please. It's going to be the end. I've it's been consigned to this <laughs> front room for infinity. Yeah. Oh, we're rapidly going towards 12 years, isn't it, yeah. in June? Yeah, wow. So, and in the next fun and frivolity... <laughs> More who, uh, who old and no, new news and uh, do any of us actually listen to no, 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 no. We we do news and crumbly come back we miss you you can more, have your seat back more who old and new fun for volatility who old and new <laughs> she's just repeating and, it and, yeah. and, and who old and new and with how many list? times are you going to say that <laughs> stuck in a rut there isn't it? Yeah. just oh, like my life let's just sign off this this is Gene saying au revoir. Goodbye. This is Stephen C. Geronimo. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 310, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Gene Riddler, Keith Dunn, and Stephen Clare. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. So we can edit it, fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. When, I, when I first did this, I thought, my God, I've broken the podcast. It's not running smoothly. It's not. I, my presence is disrupting it. And no, that is what it's like all the time. Yeah. Let's just get edits down. Yeah. yeah. Adam has that fun job of like, yeah. Right yeah. Here, there. Yeah. That's my next week. Editing. Ahead of Gizmo, maybe? <laughs> Maguire. Turned on, as it were. Ooh, uh, me. Misses. I didn't switch, switch towards you. Oh, You're yeah, like it me. Helps if you turn you, the you, switch you, on. You didn't pull it towards you so you could make it come on. Ooh, okay. Oh, God, it's going to be one of those evenings. Sticking out the bottom. One where she fakes an orgasm. Yes, yes. Wait, sorry, what's sticking out one more? That's better than that one forever. Um, yeah, what's it, what was it called? Sleepless in Seattle. No. No. It was those twos, though, but... What are we talking about? The stage play that we saw oh. many, many years yeah. ago that's based on, on one of the, the films. I have what she's having. Yeah, which was... Um, yeah, I, know that the one. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, the yeah. That film. That film. <laughs> he, was in that, he was in the stage play of that film. Yeah. To when chocolate. Harry met Sally. Yes, that's it. Right. In a mad... M- 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 Oh, are you going to introduce or were you, were you going straight into it that's what I'm going straight into it oh are you introducing I was going to introduce I was going to volunteer to introduce you, no, no, you no, intru- no, no you intru- introduce now <laughs> what's up have you lost the cake yeah, the underneath the, under, the under the plates oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I never just had a moment uh, <coughs> did you lose the yeah they vanished <laughs> he lost the cakes. It's, it was a freak. Adam, where were the cakes? <laughs> they were hiding. hiding Un- under the plates. It, yeah, yeah. It was a freak oh, yeah. wormhole. So we have Keith. Greetings. Hello. And we have Gene over there. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and Adam is our cake main master. Cake master. <laughs> the cake master, Adam. Cake master extraordinaire. I don't need a library to come. Adam, can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs>